0: This is the Mortgage Solutions Podcast. Catch up with the latest news on our website at mortgagesolutions.co.uk. Hello and welcome to uh, the Mortgage Solutions Podcast this morning. I'm Victoria Hartley, Group Editor at Mortgage Solutions. I'd very much like to welcome our guest, Karen Appleton. Head of New Lending at Skipton Building Society. Hi, Victoria. Lovely to be here. Great to have you with us. And John Scrivens, who's Intermediary Lead
1: at Skipton Building Society. Hello, Victoria. It's great to be with you today.
0: Let's cut straight to the chase. We've got an enormous amount of uh, really interesting talking points this morning. So... Builders are currently really struggling, uh, actually getting completions through. They've got they've got all sorts of issues they're combating from material shortages to uh, labour issues. Actually getting the guys onto the building sites. Now Skipton already does a nine month offer on new build, and it's extended that another three months. Um, that, that's something that came in a while ago, I gather. But do you have an idea how many cases it's actually saved? It's a tricky one, that one. Um, I
2: do think there's a fair amount of our case, our new build cases that complete after the initial nine month period. I couldn't give an exact amount. Um, but I do think it's more of a comfort thing. It's just nice knowing you haven't got to go back and restart everything again, rescore, re-provide... Um, income documents and all that kind of thing because you know that you have got that breathing space should it be delayed in any way whatsoever um so we we're quite proud of 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 the nine-month offer with the three-month extension, and, and it does seem to sit quite well in the market, doesn't it, John?
1: Yeah, broker feedback, Karen, is is always really positive on this point, and um, but still, not everybody knows about it. So, so definitely, if you're listening in, then please <laughs> please make note um, that we we absolutely do offer a nine-month offer on on new build properties with with that, as um, as Vicky said, that three-month follow-up. Um, for, for me i i, I think around uh, as we move into twenty twenty two um and look at um things like help to buy coming to an end as well um uh, from speaking to developers uh, it's certainly a uh, it, all all of those points that you made are valid and continue to be to be big issues including kind of labor shortages as well um so you know it, the, the the nine and three month offer absolutely. Really glad to be flying that flag, um, and and through with help to buy finishing. It, it was a conversation I was speaking to a few people fairly recently around. Is what what other solutions are going to be available for, for 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 clients as well um, once that starts to taper out? So points like joint borrower and sole proprietor, shared ownership, um, and some other uh, you know, other initiatives that I know lenders are working on is absolutely um, key to uh, help to buy, you know, finishing and and builders and lenders uh, working together to support clients' aspirations is really important.
0: It's a very specialist area. And as you said, it is about it's about knowing the options, Karen. And I just wonder, you know, how many brokers are really, really feel appraised of what's coming up, what's coming up around the corner to replace help to buy.
2: And and there's been a lot of discussion hasn't there about the bank of mum and dad that would be the biggest bank and all that kind of thing. And I think our our joint borrowers or proprietor proposition is is a really good one. I think where we where we want to be really open with customers, they can have more than one um Non proprietor, Um, they don't have to be related, so I think that's a really positive point. Um, And also, they can they can go on the title as well. It doesn't, so it could be a non-occupying borrower rather than just a a joint borrower sole proprietor. So there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, And I think I think what we're seeing is that that ability to go on the mortgage and support the borrowing is really helpful for a lot of customers. And actually, we're seeing quality. Is quite good in that space as well. So um, there tended to be a, a view that the more you had on the application, the, the worse the quality was. But that's not what we're seeing, which is a, a evidenced, and and that's why we, we sit behind that proposition.
1: Vicky, to 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 add to that point as well, the um, I completely agree. This is becoming um, a really specialist subject, um, and and actually, you know, I would advocate to any customer that you know when looking at so many. And all of these solutions uh, not all of them, but many of them are are quite complicated and and you know the right due diligence and the processes should absolutely be followed and the customer you know uh, should get best advice for sure um but actually they are it is a complicated place um and one thing that we've at skipped we we we're, we're looking to do towards the end of october is actually support more joint borrowers and sole proprietors by by um by returning to ninety-five uh, percent um, for for these people, so we will look to take up to four incomes um, and and offer joint borrowers, proprietors, back up to ninety-five percent towards the end of October, which is great news.
2: So I think, like um, like a lot of lenders, we've we've been quite surprised, I suppose, at the at the. Um, strength of the mortgage market and actually the ability for customers to rebound, um, it's kind of taken us a little bit by surprise. So whilst we sort of tightened up as we went into the pandemic, I think it's now is is absolutely the right time to go back to pre-COVID policies. Um, so we are looking at um, taking 100% of additional income again, something we did prior to, um, prior to COVID. So taking 100% Based on two years' worth of evidence of bonus income, for instance. Um, other areas, John, do you have anything else to add to that?
1: Yeah, the recent announcement to our maximum loan sizes and loan to values um, is definitely worth a worth a visit to our to our web pages as well to find out a bit more. But um, yeah, in, in alignment with as, as Karen alluded to, going back to but also moving forward into this new world. Um, it's been really important for us.
0: Well, it is great news. You heard it here first as well on the Mortgage Solutions podcast. So thanks very much for that, John. We, we love an exclusive. So, so that's great. So lender affordability calculators, they obviously they sit at the heart of websites and uh, consumers' dreams and, and brokers' hopes as well, let's be honest. Um, it's but One of the, the critical issues uh, we often find is that there are different algorithms driving the calculations which actually offer the amount the lender is willing to lend. Uh, and they can vary across websites sometimes offering brokers different sums along the application route. A little bit frustrating there. So but I gather Skipton has addressed this. So, how hard was it to get yours penny perfect across the site, guys?
1: Vicky, I think it's a really valid point, and it's it's something we regularly get um, positive feedback from our brokers. So, so for us, it it was it was quite simple a decision um, to have a penny perfect calculator because of of. Of of the complex uh, incomes and affordability for customers and and the different customer types. And when we make any changes internally, we we do really challenge ourselves to say it's important that the calculator is penny perfect. So um, regardless of the customer's income type, regardless of it being simple or complex, uh, it will give a, a, a penny perfect decision that will flow through to not just the um, standalone affordability calculator on our website, but it will flow through to the decision in principle. It will be through the full mortgage application and also through to underwrite, um, providing obviously the 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 input the front end has been has been um, accurately completed, um, and and the decision that comes out the other end, like I say, through Dip full mortgage application and through to Karen's team, will remain the same. Um, and that we thought that was really, really important. Further to that point, Vicky, as well, in, in regards to um, the effects of COVID. And I think it would just be worthwhile just calling it out now as well to 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 help the conversation, which is, you know, there were at the beginning of, of, of March or middle of March last year, um, lenders uh, were looking at looking at their looking at their lending streams, looking at their criteria and trying to predict what the future economical and financial world would look like. Um, now. Karen and I, and many other colleagues at Skipton, are involved in conversations regularly with regards to our lending criteria, our credit risk appetites and policy. Um, and one thing that um, certainly is at the heart of Karen and Karen and my work at the moment, and many others at Skipton, is is rebalancing our criteria and realigning it to the world which we find now find ourselves in um, post post the uh, the economic uncertainty of COVID. Um, And looking at realigning our criteria and bringing the best bits back, um, looking to enhance it wherever possible and really pleased to say that over the next few weeks and months, we will continue to do that and communicate it as clearly as possible to our brokers because, because it's been really hard it's been a really difficult 18 months um and i absolutely have empathy with with all of the brokers out there that have been you know, trying to manage customers expectations and and uh, and, and and their own and their own knowledge that, that has changed uh, yeah, in terms of the understanding lenders criteria. So, yeah, pleased to say there's more to come on that front. And uh, we, we'll be sharing that over the next few weeks and months.
0: Uh, you you know, I know, I know you're containing the message and you're doing it beautifully, John, but I've got, I've got to push. It's only, it's only fair. Any, any areas in particular that you're looking at that you can flag today that, that probably there will be some, some exciting announcements coming down the track? You've already mentioned uh, joint borrower sole proprietor.
1: So in addition to that one, um, yeah, there's 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 many more. Um, one of the one of the others um, would be our our view on um, again, and it really does in in um, endorse our you know moral purpose as a as a building society, which is simply to help more customers reach their dream of of home ownership. Um, so one thing in in addition to joint borrower sole proprietor is how we look at multi. Person applications, so um, not just um, uh, not just single people buying on their own, or married couples, or 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 or, or blended families, but also looking at three to four person applications and using uh, and using the income from those. Um, So again, coming back to the point around around new build and the specialism needed to understand all of the options for customers. um, Something else we'll be looking to do in the not too distant future is uh, is 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 um, to to up the loan to value that we can go to for three to four person applications.
0: OK. And and with £40 billion, pounds, according to CAC, CI data, uh, on the remortgage front, uh, this is going to become more of a critical area, isn't it? Because apparently £40 billion pounds worth of potential remortgage deals uh, are reaching term end in January next year. So that gives you the thought that probably all, eyes, all all advisors' eyes ought to be trained on remortgaging right now. So um, let's let's look at top tips on how to ease those deals through. Who'd like to take that one first?
1: This is a really exciting opportunity for everybody, um, I think, Vicky. Um, I'm, I'm going to pass across to Karen, but first I'm going to tee it up. Um, so it's skipped and over the last few years, um, we've been um, investing an awful lot of time um, and and um, and resource into uh, it, getting to a decision for our customers and brokers as soon as possible through our mortgage strategy work. Um, now that's involved the use of automation. It's, the, it's evolved the use of um, certainly with Karen's team uh, in regards to processes that once were um, human driven that are now um, automated, driven through um, either APIs or bots. Um, so, Karen, is there any, are there any points that you'd like to pull out that you're really pleased with over the last couple of years we've, we've moved forward with?
2: I think that the one that really excites me the most is um, auto income verification. Um, and it sort of a, kind of aligns with, with open banking opportunities, I guess. So being able to um, check a, a customer's um, income, the declared income against a data set which gives you current account data and be able to say yes, that is what they've been earning over the last 12 months. Um, which then means you don't need your bank statements, you don't need your pay slips, you can just it should fly straight through um, and what I like about that from from my perspective in the underwriting leader is for me then I can use my underwriters to work on those complex cases checking a pay slip against a bank statement isn't you know value-add tasks to me um, having a conversation with a broker about the potential for additional income to get them up to the level that they need is much more important for me I want my people use doing that Of work, Um, so auto income verification has been um, a real driver of some of almost that same day offer type experience, which we'd like to give to more people, particularly for those straight through cases. Um, Also, there's the auto income, there's auto ID and V, so electronic ID checks, which I think is is another great thing to have just to take away some of those pain points for customers and then obviously we've talked already but the automated valuation models do also give an an opportunity particularly in the remortgage and lower LTV space to push those right through. Um, I guess the other thing on remortgaging is that um, a lot of firms um, will have um, free standard legals um, and, and we do and we now offer for our standard legals um, for remortgages, we will offer that through a, a portal. Um, so, that, I guess in terms of a a, a quick um, conveyancing route as well, having that um, conveyancer panel that sits behind our free legals is, is is really important. But also enabling customers to be able to upload documents for that process to go through quicker as well um, is is um, a real positive. And, and we can turn those around very quickly um, for a standard. Um, remortgage case so it's also trying to get customers to use that free legals portal as well um, which just makes everything so much more digitized um, and should should enable some of those cases to go through quite quickly
0: and on the legal side that is always going to be welcome let's be honest
2: it's been tough for conveyancers. it's been really tough you know the stamp duty holiday has has just bought such a backlog to the conveyancing world, and um, and it's been hard. And with three tapered end dates, it's meant it's been relentless really since the beginning of the year. So it's it, it it'll be nice for them to get back to a little bit more normality. I expect the the free legals proposition will will taken up a bit more now that we're moving over to remortgages a little bit more less pressure on the purchase side hopefully although the market doesn't seem to be quieting down but it has been a really tough time for conveyancers and couple that with the fact that local councils have had shortages so the the local searches have taken a bit longer so being able to use search indemnity is another one that's that's very positive positive. And, and it's it's a it's a choice for customers they need to they need to know what they're getting into but at least there's that option for some should they wish
0: to take it and, and Karen, can I ask what kind of broker feedback have you had on some of these updates? Because obviously it will make a big difference um, in terms of the length of time things take to go through. That's what it's all about for the brokers often.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, on the whole, we get very, you know, when we have a case that goes through very quickly, it is we get fantastic feedback to the extent that we've had some that said, that, you know, it's almost a miracle, particularly in um in the environment that we've been in, um, that they've never seen something go through so quickly, it is the more simple cases. But I think that's what brokers have come to expect. Your your simpler, lower risk cus- uh, cases shouldn't sit and or fall off the treadmill they should be dealt with quickly um i think that's i think brokers also want us to spend the time as a lender on those more complex cases and they kind of expect those other ones to go through so it's probably a better question for you john because i don't get that broker feedback direct as much as you do but um in terms of how the automation has been accepted in the market how how have you felt that
1: yeah it's one thing that we uh, as a development team talk to brokers about on a daily basis and also receive some fantastic feedback on a regular basis about those experiences um for me um the part that uh brokers can play in that in that that turnaround in really making the most of all of this automation that Karen just spoke about is is around um you know, getting getting the case uploaded and, and submitted. I've already said earlier that we will then instruct the survey at the point of submission. And I think that's really, really important. So the part that the broker is to play is to um, is to s- supply uh, the documentation that's requested at that time. And one thing our system will do is it will ping back a shopping list to the broker with any outstanding documentation that's required and really urge brokers to um, to when they receive that notification, to only supply us with the information that we're asking for. So where we're not asking for something, it's because of these automated processes that we've spoke about. Be it automated income verification has been running in the background, and we're we're happy with that. Um, so purely submit what we ask for, upload it through um, our e-mortgage platform, and Karen's team will be waiting um to uh, to review as soon as they possibly can
0: linking back now what kind of support do you offer brokers on cases which not, might not be as straightforward we gather on the specialist side life has got a lot more complicated but that's simply because people's situations have got a lot more complicated in the last few well since, let's say the dreaded word again, since COVID. So, um, yeah, what, what's what's happening at Skipton to support that situation and those applications as they come through?
2: So I think the, the main thing that we have done, um, and this was partly triggered by regulation, but also triggered by the pandemic, is we wanted to have a, um, a ring-friends group of um, experienced underwriters to deal with self-employed cases. As you can imagine, um through the through the pandemic it's been really difficult to understand what might, could, will, has happened on um for self employed um customers um in terms of their income and the sustainability of, of of that business, um, and we wanted to take a real, pra- a really pragmatic view of of that, and and actually speak to brokers about that client, that client's business, etc. So what that has meant is we have we have ring fenced um, self employed cases, and I think we've had really good feedback about our our policy with regard to self employed um, and our ability to have those conversations. So I think probably for me that's one thing that we've tried to set up within the team is to um, have that expertise working on on the right areas with that background knowledge um anything else you'd add to that john
1: yeah um for, for me the the support um before before the application comes in is something that we continually as a development function talk to brokers about so we have currently um yeah, business development managers in the field we have business development managers virtually and on the telephones Um we have a huge number of support teams be it on web chats or in our contact centers up in skipton um and it's it's those calls that are made into those people It in at the beginning are really really important and you know, coming back to our criteria, which we try to keep as simple as possible, um, which certainly hasn't been easy over the last 18 months. Um, but having those conversations up front um, to to uh, yeah give the broker the opportunity to ask the questions. Um, it's better to check up front before you know, investing time and effort into submitting the application. To one week later on, find that it's not going to go anywhere continually get feedback around our decision in principle, um, platform as well, um, which, which is, uh, is, is recognized. It's, it's a, it's, it does what it says on the tin, um, and it, it will offer you a, uh, a decision in principle. Um, it's feedback is, it's, it's simple to complete. It's not very long. Um, and, and, um, and it, it has a refer, Process in it where again Karen's team will be waiting to, um, to 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 look at these cases that are neither vanilla simple or really complicated and and it just gives us the opportunity to take a few minutes to get a human involved aside from the automation that is fantastic um, but not losing our human touch which we have absolutely kept it is our kind of mantra so to speak um, which we will build upon as we move forward into 2022 as well.
0: Lovely. Thanks very much, John. And I guess this would be a great time to round everything off today with a big thank you to uh, our two guests from Skipton Building Society. It's Karen Appleton, Head of New Lending, and John Scriven's Intermediary Lead. Thank you very much, guys, for your thoughtful and comprehensive input today. It's been a real pleasure. I look forward to you dropping in to listen to us again uh, on the podcast, which will be coming through shortly. All the very best, everybody. Thanks very much for listening. Remember to get the latest episodes of the Mortgage Solutions Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.